Well, good day. This is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. I am sure many of you, especially those in America, um, are off for the weekend, enjoying this July 4th weekend, and you're probably off tomorrow. So that is a great thing. What I want to do is share with you what I'm calling a Christian summer challenge for one week. And I want to share with you why. And I want to share with you that it was definitely Holy Spirit, God inspired as I was doing my Bible reading this morning. And I I just really want to promise you, not because I can do this for you, but I know God is going to do this for you. Every person listening, I can guarantee you, that God is going to respond because he has called you to this message in this podcast for this reason. So I want you to think for one week, and it is Sunday, perfect time to start, that I'm going to challenge you to do one thing, and I'm going to share with you the reasons why. And I have a number of stars. So what's the challenge? You're going to have to wait until I finish reading the points. I got to show you the reason why. Number one is many of us, including myself, I don't know about you, but the world has felt heavy for a while, for a couple of years. And some of you may say a decade, but it's just been a world heaviness between COVID, between violence, between protests, between another monkey um, monkey virus or whatever. It's just so many things are going on. On top of our own personal challenges that we may have in our finances, our marriage, our children, our grandchildren, our home, um, or just our future. Everyone feels somewhat of there is no such thing. And maybe for the first time, you're really feeling... There are no guarantees. Um, stock market can't promise you and make you a guarantee. So many of us who used to work in offices are now working from home or maybe starting our own businesses. But in all of this chaos, what I want to share is a thought. I want you to think of Paul. And I want you to think of not all of your issues, not all of isolation, depression, loneliness, um, family issues. I don't want you to focus on that. The enemy would like you to stay focused on solving those problems. But who are we? And if you've read the book Christian Warrior Woman um, that's available on Amazon, you'll know I talk a lot about our identity. And our identity does not change based on our status. Our identity is the same when we're employed from when we're unemployed. Our identity in Christ is intact when we are married from when we're divorced. From um, filing bankruptcy to not filing bankruptcy. Our identity and who we're called to be is the same. And I think Paul 
is a great example. You think about who has written so much in the New Testament. Where was he most of the time? Imprisoned, suffering, hiding, struggling, right? That's us. But in that time, how did he choose to use it? He chose to use it and he tells us. He chose to use it to still bring the good news. Now, in our society, I think we all can agree, no matter what country we live in, that being a prisoner in jail is about as low as you can get before death, right? The food's probably not great. You're not treated right. You don't exactly have a comfortable bed. You're not having the best water and drinks. Um, And back then, there was no cell phone, no TV. It was just you and a concrete, dirty cement cell. But he still found time to spread the good news of the Lord. So I want to first start this challenge of letting you know you have no excuse to not be able to do this challenge when you hear it at the end. I just shared one reason. So I'm going to take you to a scripture because I got some key points. And so if you don't have your pen and paper ready, this would be the time to have it ready. Because I'm going to point out some key scriptures I want you to focus on during this challenge. The first one, let's talk about Paul's position in Ephesians chapter 3. And I'm going to read the New Living um, Version, but it doesn't matter. NIV, King James, it's the same deliverance. So I'm going to start. In chapter 3, I was giving you time to get there. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. And it's Paul's prayer for spiritual growth. So I want you to start there. Each of us has an area in our life where we need spiritual growth. I don't care if you're in church five days a week or seven days a week. There's an area that you need for spiritual growth. So what does he say? It says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited, can I say that again? Unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. So see, when I see inner strength, it doesn't matter if you have addiction as a problem doesn't matter if you suffer with depression. It doesn't matter if you suffer with a disease. God can give you inner strength through his spirit to bring healing, to bring conversion, to give you that new mind that is needed to see things in a new light. Okay. And it goes on to say, then Christ, verse 17 then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Did I say the word trust? Trust in him. It doesn't say trust in you, trust in Billy, trust in Sally, trust in mama, trust in daddy, trust in the current boyfriend or your husband. It says trust in him. Where do we get people disappointment from? We put our soul trust in the wrong person. I used to trust in myself. I can't even trust myself. What does the word say? Trust in him. Who's him? Christ Jesus. 
It says, continuing, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Well, golly, if I'm praying and trusting in God, you know, when I see that word roots, what do I think of? I think of my relationship. The more I encounter, the more I pray, the more I read, the more I have fellowship, the more I allow the Lord to influence my decisions and my actions, then I am rooted in a foundation from where my thinking and my actions and my behaviors and flow from. Sound like success too for me. So we've got the prayer. We got the roots. Okay. So it tells us why it's important for us to pray for spiritual growth. It's important for us to have a relationship. This is all part of the challenge. You're going to see that these are the key elements to make you successful in this summer challenge. So we're going to go on to Ephesians in chapter 4. So it's probably just the next page or the same page where you are. So I'm going to give you some keys about how do we live as children of light? How do we live as children of God? How do we live with our Christian identity? How do we walk and talk and manifest the summer challenge? Well, I'm going to give you one key tip. And it's in verse 25. So we're in chapter 4, verse 25. So there's no other way to say this, but... So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. You might say neighbors. Well, whoever you come in contact with is your neighbor. The person at work, the person at church, the person when you walk, person in your your workout class, your parents, your siblings, your husband, your spouse, whoever it may be. Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. It says, don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. 28, if you are a thief, quit stealing. And you can be a thief in many ways. You can, you know, people used to talk about back in the day about taking stuff from the job or whatever. Whatever, you know what, to me, I can say I've been a thief and not giving God the time that he deserves. And giving time to Netflix dramas or um, giving time to something that is not building me up. And you've heard me talk before about time, how we use our time. Are we stealing our time? Heaven is forever. When we pass from this life, we are in forever. Are we stealing the blessings from our forever life by being caught up and worrying about other people and worrying about what they have, envying and jealous and all of that kind of stuff? Are we stealing from our own life? Are we stealing from our joy? Because we're dwelling on all the bad things that this person and that person and circumstances. Are we just spinning our wheels going around the mountain 
stealing time, wasting time, okay? Let's not do that. It says also, if we go to, um, I'll continue in 28. If you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Lord, that includes gossip and that includes talking about other people. Hey, I got to get a zipper from my own lips. So I don't know about you. If if you don't have to curb that tongue, Lord, you need to be praying for me then. Because I know I need to be reminded of that on a daily basis. And I want to just go down to verse 31. Same chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4 and 31. Um, I mean, the whole the whole chapter... The whole portion from verse 17 to 31, I would read if I were you, trying to hit real quickly on the highlights. You know, 30 talks about bringing sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Wow. Imagine if you're claiming to be a Christian and a believer in Christ, but your life is bringing sorrow to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to comfort us, right? To help us. But we're living and ignoring the Holy Spirit. We're just leaving the Holy Spirit on the side in sorrow. Oh, Lord. But in verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, imagine this. This is me. On verse 32, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. I'm in chapter five right now. And I'm going to say in verse two. So Ephesians chapter five, verse two. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Imagine when we love and treat others as we want to be treated, that God is just sitting there like saying, sniffing and saying, that's my child, that's my girl, that's my boy, pleasing. Don't we live to please our parents? Don't we want our parents proud? Don't we want God proud of us? Oh, this challenge is going to be good. I can't wait to tell you the challenge part. It's so like right in line. Okay, so we're still in Ephesians chapter 5. So it flows with what I'm going to tell you. We're still in chapter 5, verse 10. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord and take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. And I can tell you, the Lord uses me for this portion. It should be like on my forehead. It seems like I feel like I don't even know half the time that I'm exposing stuff. But that is living a life, all of us, we shine light where we go. And guess what? There's stuff being done in secret that we don't know. And guess what happens? The Holy Spirit has us talk about something. I remember one time I was having a conversation with someone. And next thing I knew, they were like, how did you know? And I'm like, what are you talking about? How did you know my husband was cheating? I don't know your husband was cheating. But what I said made them believe 
that I was exposing what they were going through. And it led to prayer. It led to conversation. So we don't always know that we're shedding light, but it's the life we're leading that just exposes that. Okay? I don't know about you. We all have enemies. That's why it's called Christian Warrior Woman. We're always have to recognize and sometimes see the battle coming over the horizon. So we have to be prepared. We have to be fully armored and prepared, right? So when we look at verse um, 13, it says, and this is talking about our enemies, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. Everything visible. You don't have to worry about what folks at your job or your boss or your spouse or family or whoever you feel is doing things behind your back. If you live the way you're supposed to live and you give that battle to God, I can promise you he'll expose it. So when you go down, when you're living by the spirit, then verse 15 and Ephesians 5.15 works. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. You're no fool. Okay, wait a minute. I say that again. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. You, my sisters and brothers, are wise children of God. And so when the enemy tries to get you to participate in these behaviors, you know what you could say to yourself? Do I look like a fool? Do I look like a fool to you? I am a wise woman of Christ. Okay. I don't know about you, but I'll find fun saying, do I look like a fool? You know? So when we look at our our final piece of this is we have to be strong in the Lord. If you go to chapter six and you down probably around um, verse 10, it's about be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Okay. Now we've already talked about the Lord has endless resources, right? So we already know that whatever our situation is, we have a father that can change that in seconds. We may not be able to change it, but the Lord in a very simple, easy, quick way can make that change. So what what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to rest in who we are as children. We didn't go around and, and maybe some of you might say you did. But those who had responsible parents, when they were at school, they weren't worrying about if they'd have a place to sleep that night. They weren't worrying about if they would have dinner that night. Now, I do know there are many that did, and it wasn't necessarily their parents' fault. But many children could rest in playing, having fun with their friends, and not worrying. Right? When you were two years old, You didn't wake up stressed about food. But when we have Christ, we have to remember that as well. And it's hard. I wish I could sit here and tell you that it's not. It is hard when you have, we all have different personality types. And my personality type is, I can solve my own problems. I can do this myself. That's a lie from the enemy. It makes you feel strong and it might make others think you're strong but it actually reveals the weakness. It actually reveals pride. It actually reveals that we don't have our trust aligned in the right way 
Ouch. I don't know about you. Oh, but I felt that in the back. Right? It's personal. So I'm going to talk about the other piece because I see where I'm going on time. And I'm going to break this up into two parts. But the challenge. I'm telling you pieces of the challenge. And I'm going to end and I'm going to do part two for you on how to handle the challenge. The challenge is from today to next Sunday, I want you for one week, one week. We say that we are believers. We say that we are children of God. I want you to take one week where you prove that every day in your time. And that time is, I want this July 4th, you know, we celebrate independence. We celebrate um, freedom, right? Are you free? I'm talking about your spirit. And some of us may not even be physically free. But are we free? Are we free of burden? Are we free, free from fear? Are we free from worrying about our finances, about our marriages, about our children, about our future, about our home, whatever it may be? Are you free? I know areas that I'm probably not free, areas that I'm concerned about. I, I have really learned in this journey of how to do piece by piece and give to God. I have learned it tremendously with my children. My children are grown now. My youngest is 22. What year are we in? He'll be 23. (laughs) And I have finally, I have been giving them to God in recent years. And it has been, I can feel it. I feel the sense of my trust in the Lord. I put my, my faith in my prayer and in my words. And I am seeing the fruit of my prayers. It wasn't prayer for a month. It was a prayer for years for years, for decades, that I'm seeing the response. So I want you in this summer challenge for one week to spend two hours, I'll say it again, two hours, only two hours. That's like two episodes on Netflix, two hours with the Lord in prayer and in reading his word. And for some of you who feel that you don't have a great prayer life, you know what? Reading the word, finding a passage of scripture, or studying a topic. Maybe you struggle with fear. Maybe you struggle with finances. And Google can help you. You could just Google search scriptures um, that support breaking fear. You can use the book, Christian Warrior Woman, to help you in this week as well. But what I want you to do, and this is a guarantee, not from Lisa, but a guarantee from heaven. You spend this week of two hours filling and feeding your spirit with the word. Because we're not just flesh and blood. We have a spirit within us, and that spirit needs to be strengthened. Think of reading the word as lifting weights in the spirit. Think of praying to God as you building these roots that I just read you the scripture on in Ephesians. 
that you're building that relationship. It's not about praying for everything you want. It's about praying for how do you get free. Praying to break the the shackles of poverty. How to break the shackles of depression. How to break the shackles of woundedness. How to break the shackles of church hurt. How to break the shackles of abuse. How to break the shackles of broken family relationships how to break the shackles of drugs and alcohol and all forms of addictions. Maybe you're a cutter. Whatever it is in this time, I don't care if your faith is a crumb or your faith has been strong for 20 years. I can promise you that when this this week is over, these two hours will not only bless you in this time, but that your roots will start to grow and that you will see the fruit. We, our time with the Lord, our time removing foolish talk and worthless conversations from our lives, our display of love toward one another, our display of kindness to one another bears fruit. So I want to challenge you as a Christian for one week. I want you to send me messages because you can do that for free through this podcast. Send me messages of how it's going. I don't care if you're listening to this in December, August, May, or whenever. This podcast is being made during the weekend of July 4th. But anytime you're hearing this, I can promise you, you need to be unshackled from an area in your life. Unshackled from soul ties whatever it may be, unshackle from word curses that may have been spoken over you from your parents or exes or friends. Maybe in this week, God will reveal who you need to remove out of your life. We need to feed ourselves in this hour where we have enough heaviness coming from the world. We need to do what? We need to rise up. We need to shine bright. We need to bring that balance of good against evil. We need to decide our warfare is going to be love. Our warfare is going to be freedom from feeling like we're part of this curse or we're part of this environmental um, danger. We want to elevate everyone around us into a place of life and liberty in front of God. So I want you to shine brightly for Christ. This week, I want it to begin for you. Every day is an opportunity to renew our mind. But in this, you're going to renew your spirit. And some of you may feel like you want to fast with it. More power to you. I'm trying to give you one thing that you can do. Give God two hours this week. Some may spend time meditating. Maybe you want to hear a message. Maybe you want to hear someone that, um, that is powerful. You can listen to the other podcasts. You can meditate on you know, the other messages I've taught on. But I want you to just be before God. Another idea, if you feel like um, I've done challenges with people to pray for an hour. But maybe for you, it's a time of praise. Maybe you spend that time each day 
because the enemy hates to hear you praising God, that in that time that you can sit before God and just think of all the things that you could praise him for. You could praise him for your life, your health, your children, your finances, and you can remember. Let the Holy Spirit take you into to remember when the Lord brought you out of a bad situation and the Lord blessed you. Think about praising God for an hour that you could just sit. Maybe you put on a psalm or a record and you just get into your praise and worship hour for one of the hours. Maybe you don't have to do two hours straight. Maybe you do an hour in the morning. You get up this week and you get up an hour before you normally get up. And before you go to bed, you give him an hour. You decide. But I challenge you to give him two hours a day. And guess what? If you fall down and miss two hours and you only gave one hour, don't let the enemy guilt you into saying, oh, you blew it. So you might as well let this thing go. No, you get up the next day and you say, I give it back to God. Okay. I love you and apologize for this long message, but I truly know and believe that you're feeling the same kind of heaviness in the atmosphere that I'm feeling, and we've got to break free from it. And we've got to recognize who we are and what we're called to do in this hour. Paul, in prison, was bringing healing, was bringing blessings, was bringing the good news to not only his environment in prison with the guards, but in Philippi and in Ephesus and in all these other places. You, the majority of you, are not in prison or chained. So you can bring life and liberty to someone in your environment. Love you. God bless.